Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of Live Free Podcast, where I talk about living a life of freedom, expansion, and rest in Christ Jesus. I have an amazing topic today. God has brought me back from vacation, first and foremost. I took a family vacation. It was our first big family vacation, and it was amazing. I actually tried to film or record on the beach, but it wasn't coming together. So, and when I say that, it was almost like I just wanted to get on there and just give a word of encouragement, but I felt like God was telling me to just rest and enjoy and relax, you know, with my family. Um, It's amazing that, you know, it's something about when God is not speaking, words cannot be given. And that's vitally important in the prophetic. When you don't have a word from God, know that You don't make up anything, you don't add anything to it, and you don't take anything away from it. Go and flow with the Spirit of the Lord. So that's what I did, and I rested, and I had a good time with family, and so now I'm back. And as soon as I got in that car, I went to Florida, Santa Rosa Beach, a beautiful beach home on the beach. It was nice, guys. But as soon as I got back in that car and started heading back this way to Georgia, you better know the Holy Spirit started downloading, started downloading. Um, and started speaking. So he was waiting for me to come off that vacation, but I do appreciate it. And I'm thankful to God to be able to do that with family and to uh, make it safely there and safely back. So I have a word for you guys today. Um, The word of the Lord today is going to be, what is your expectation from God? What is your expectation? The Lord took me um, first and foremost to a YouTube teaching on this. And the teaching was so phenomenal. I mean, really phenomenal. And if I can find that teaching, I'm going to put the link in the description because I don't feel like he went into more detail regarding this same topic, but I felt impressed that God wanted me to kind of just put this out there and give this word as well, um, because it really did some, um, I really had some good deliverance behind this word. Uh, and a lot of clarity that came forth because of it. It's amazing when you uh, understand the ways of God and you understand why things happen and um, you understand why God do what he do. It helps you to have a closer relationship with him. And I'm telling you, when I was listening to that word that was coming forth on this topic, I was repenting, um, crying, and it was just a beautiful word. And any word that can bring you closer to God is a beautiful thing. So today's topic, as I said before, is what is your expectation from God? That is the title of this message. What is your expectation? And God began to take me to Matthew 11 verses 1 through 19. This is the story about John the Baptist that sends messengers to Jesus. At this particular time, John the Baptist was in prison um, because, of course, preaching the gospel. And uh, he was in prison and he sent messengers to Jesus. And it reads, Matthew 11 and 1, it says, Now it came to pass when Jesus finished commanding his 12 disciples that he departed from there to teach and to preach in their cities. I love it because anytime you see Jesus preaching, he's never in the synagogue. He's always out and about in the cities and going to the people. He go to people. So it says in verse two, and when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples, two of his disciples, 
okay? Two of his disciples, and I had to do some research and study on this because I was like, well, wait a minute. I, I thought John was part of the 12 disciples, but John ministry started before Jesus came, okay? So John had already had followers before Jesus came. So, and when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, are you the coming one or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to him, this is very profound, guys. Go and tell John the, John the things which you hear and see. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who was not offended because of me. I'm going to say that again. He said, the blind see, the dead are raised, the lepers are cleansed. He said, and blessed is he who was not offended because of me. As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, what did you go out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are kings are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written. And he goes on to quote the scripture of Isaiah who talks about John the Baptist preparing the way for Jesus. But God wanted me to hone in on this part right here. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Let me break this down, guys. This blessed my socks off. God says, what is your expectation from him? What are your expectations from God? When, anytime God asks a question, he already knows the answer, but he's trying to get something out of you or bring something to the, fort, to, the, to the light and to surface things that are in our hearts. So he said, blessed are those that are not offended. And the reason why I keep reiterating this phrase because of this this is what God showed me about the scripture. God says many things that have happened in your life. And if he has ordered the steps, he talks about the army of the locusts that, that you know, the canker worm, the palm worm, the locust has eaten up the army that he sent. Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes in situations with our walk with God, specifically when you have a close relationship with God and you are being led by the spirit of God, we come into, we, when we think of the word offense, we think of the word offense in terms of um, offense uh, in terms of somebody doing something to us, right? That's the way we think of the word offense, but we never look at the word of offense in terms of the way um, we are offended with God for some of the things that we actually go through in life. So I'm just looking at what does the word offense mean? Okay. And so the word offense, according to Google, it means a breach of law or rule, an illegal act. And it also means, listen to this, an annoyance or resentment brought about by a perceived insult to or disregard for one's or one's standards or principles. I'm going to read that again. Annoyance 
you're annoyed or resentment brought about by a perceived, something that you perceived as an insult to or disregard for one's self or one's standards or principles. So God says, don't give offense to some of the journeys and the paths that he has put you on. God says many have come into offense because of the gospel or because of the instruction that he has maybe led you down different paths in your life. And this being completely transparent has happened to me. I've had a unusual walk because of the calling. And sometimes we can get offended with God and don't even know we're being offended with him. And he lists some, some things here that I'm going to name. And as you hear these things, when this Holy Spirit begins to minister to you, just begin to repent because Jesus said, there's a blessing for those that don't get offended because of him. He told the John's disciples, blessed is he, blessed is he who is not offended because of me. In other words, he's doing miracle signs and wonders. And John is in prison and he's thinking, hey, I done prepared the way. I done been preaching, you know, to prepare the way for God. Now he's out there preaching the gospel and I'm in prison locked up. So when he sent the disciples back to John to, to let John know what he was doing, have, Jesus is very methodical in the scripture. Okay, I always say that when I'm teaching out of the scriptures. Everything is in divine order the way God, exactly the way God wanted it. The scripture that comes before and the scripture that comes after. So in the scripture, the disciples came, John disciples, they asked Jesus a question. Jesus gave them the answer. But then after he gave them the answer, he said, but blessed is those who is not offended because of me. Meaning because I'm doing miracle signs and wonders, but John is, in, is sitting there locked up. So how many of you know on your journey, on your journey with God, there are going to be some paths, right? And there may have already been some paths, like in my case, and I was looking back on my journey of when I'm walking through all of the tests and trials and tribulations. Um, and all of it was doing was building character, build, building faith. There's a difference in being led by the spirit of God into the wilderness and being off track with the enemy. When you're led by the spirit of God, you have to be careful that you don't fall into offense because of the things that are taking place that he's using to build character, to build your trust in him, to build faith. Sometimes we can look at it as and be offended because of the, the paths that God may take us through, you know, and it's based on your calling, it's based on your purpose and your plan that he has for your life. And sometimes the paths we go in and most of the time are very uncomfortable. And it brings uh, um, conflict, it brings confusion, it brings people against you because he's building character, he's building your faith, he's building your trust, and he's also exposing the hearts of people to you. So it's not about just building character. God is also showing you the heart of people as well while you're going through these trials and tribulations. So you have to be careful that you don't fall into bitterness. You don't fall into resentment. You don't fall into all those things. And secretly you're offended by God because of the things in the past that he's taking you on and it's uncomfortable, you know, but God always has a plan and his plan is always working. And I'm telling you, if you stay in a, a posture of uh, repentance and humility, you'll get the lesson. You know, you have to learn how to chew the meat and spit the bones as a prophet. If you're in a prophetic 
in any sort, if you have a prophetic anointing, you're going to be tested. You're going to be tried by God's refining fire. There's no shortcuts in the kingdom of God. And I tell people that all the time. There's no such thing as a shortcut in the kingdom of God because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, but a prophet is made. Okay, a prophet is made. You go through a refiner's fire. You go through a series of testing. You go through all different types, depending on your calling. Okay, but I'm telling you, you have to be careful that you don't walk in offense. I had a dream. God just brought, thank you, Holy Spirit. He just brought this back to my remembrance. This was probably, I want to say about four weeks ago. I had a dream that I was, uh, it was dog poop outside. And dog poop represents uncleanness. And of course, it represents offense. And I had a dream that I was trying to keep from walking in the dog poop. You know, it was like a trail and it was somebody walking with me in the trail. And I was trying to keep from walking. But then the door opened up and there was no way around uh, another portion of where we were walking. And so it was, you, I can feel the smushiness of it as I was walking through it. And I was so outdone because I was like, oh my gosh, I tried to dodge the dog poop and here's a big mess of it. So I knew immediately because I, you know, with dream interpretation and the Holy Spirit has trained me on how to interpret dream. So I knew immediately that dog poop represented offense. So I had to go back and see where the offense was, you know, and I'm so glad for this message, um, the message that I heard on YouTube regarding this very same topic about blessed are those that are not offended because of me, because immediately when you get offended, you want to repent and you want to get back in line and you want to make sure you're still on the right track. Cause sometimes offense can pull us off the tr off track. It can get us into bitterness, resentment. It can get us into uh, just uh, on the path that you just don't want to go on that kind of blocks the blessings of God. So you don't want that. You want to be blessed. You don't want to be offended. So he sent the message back. Jesus sent the message back to John's uh, disciples. And he said, blessed are those who are not offended because of me. Now, God listed some of the things that he wanted me to highlight that sometimes that we get offended about when we are walking with him, we are, when we are led into the wilderness, when we are led by the spirit of God. We're not talking about things that we go off into and we created our own storm and then get mad when it rain. Some things we walk into that God didn't tell us to walk into. Some things we take on that God didn't tell us to take on that is not a part of our assignment. But the, I'm talking to the people that are led by the spirit of God, but then have because of the trials, because of the testing and because of the longevity of the test, sometimes tests can last five, 10 years. I know I, I've been through a series of things, you know, in my my refiner's fire went through, I, that's a whole nother video for another day for me to talk about how I lost everything. Okay. So, and I'm talking about everything. So that refiner's fire, um, you know, sometimes it, it extends, you know, past the time that you can endure. And then you go into a fence and then you see other people like being blessed and you see other things happening for other people and you're prophesying and you're giving words of encouragement to people and you're broke. 
You know what I mean? So it's sometimes it's just a, it's a matter of even the time, the expansion of the time. The God is just testing things in your heart. He's rebuilding you. I felt like if anybody, I'm old school, if anybody know about the $6 million man or the bionic woman, I felt like that's what happened to me spiritually. Like God tore everything down and he had to rebuild everything back up. And he's still rebuilding me, still working on me. So this doesn't happen and it stops. It's an ongoing process that God does with people, you know, especially leaders that are called to speak, you know, on his behalf. So um, he gave me a list of things. And the first thing that um, I have here is spiritual abuse. Sometimes God will call you into a ministry. He will call you into a um, um, Christian group or any kind of wherever he leads you. Right. And this could actually be um, and I want to stick with spiritual abuse, you know, because he can call you into a job that happened to me as well and have, have an abusive manager. And I had, had that happen. So I want to stick with the spiritual abuse. So sometimes he'll call you into a church or to a ministry and you think, oh, it's great when you first get there. But the more you learn about the ministry and the more you get to know people, you start to come in direct conflict with spirits of religion or you come in direct conflicts with different things that God wants to either you to highlight or he wants to um, deal with you on some things as well. It's always a, a twofold thing when God brings you into a place. It's something that you can learn and then it's something that you learn from, um, they learn from you. So spiritual abuse. So sometimes you're called into places where, with abusive leadership and God will put you under that leadership to actually um, raise you up to give a word to that leadership, you know, over a period of time, or he will raise you up to be trained and to build your faith and to get things out of your heart that shouldn't be there. So spiritual abuse is one thing. And sometimes we can be walking in resentment or offense because we had to go through that. And we're thinking, oh my God, they saved. And, and then you go into all this hurt. You go into all this pain because you're thinking just because people saved, they supposed to act right. You think just because people saved, but I'm here to tell you, we are all God got to use. We are human beings. We, we are flawed people. And so God uses flawed people to deal with the stuff on the inside of us. And he uses uh, us to, to speak words to them and to learn from them to, to learn from us as well. So spiritual abuse is huge. And if you're not careful, you'll carry that abuse. If spirit back to your next ministry or back into your home. So you have to be very careful that when, when God removes you from those situations, you break the ungodly soul ties have to be broken and because you don't want them spirits, the same hurt for you to inflict that hurt on someone else. If you start a ministry of God, is telling you, to, uh, calling you unto himself or calling you into a ministry. Okay. The second thing he showed me was circumstances finances, location, or just wanting um, more answers, right? So circumstances, where you're in a circumstance where you're serving God, but you're broke. I just mentioned that. You're serving God, um, but but the location is not quite on point or whatever is uncomfortable, you know, situation that you're in or your finances, you know, you got, you, you're, you're preaching faith, you're preaching this, but then you go and you're, you're flat broke and don't have anything, but you're still preaching faith. You're still praying for other people. You're still watching the blessings of God fall on other people while you're sitting there waiting for your return. And it's hard not to fall into that 
you know, offense or into that, like what is really happening? Like, you know, what what is going on? You know, so you have to be very careful that you stay humble and know that the season that God has you in is all about his perfect timing and his season for your life. And those things will break, but he's doing a work in you at that moment. So be careful that you don't get into offense because of finances and because of hardship. And just know that if God calls you to a situation, I'm telling you, wherever he called me to, there was provision. It may not have been a provision like what I would have liked in, in, in terms of access and overflow, but all of my basic needs were met and I had to rely on others to feed me. And if you know me, I'm a very independent person. That was a, that was a, a true breakdown and a true humbling experience for me as I'm a very private person and I'm a person that likes to always have because I don't like to be in that position to have to ask people for something. Some people are got a gift of asking and people for something, but that's just not me. I like to have my own. I don't like to rely on other people. So that was a um, humbling experience to say in and of itself. So be very careful that you don't fall into that. The other thing is losing your life to find it, giving up relationships, jobs, moving around. When I tell you <laughs> losing your life to find it, there was a period in my life where I lost everything that I had. I stopped counting the jobs after 200 and I don't know if it was 20 or 30 jobs that I applied for. And it was so funny because my brother, I was at the time staying with him because I lost my home. I lost everything. Uh, my parents both passed away. I mean, I, it's, 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 it's a, it's a testimony for sure, guys. Um, two years apart, they passed away. Uh, young parents. Um, so... I lost everything that I could rely on. I had nothing to rely on but God, okay? So it was so funny because at the time I was staying with my brother, you know, I lost my job over 11 years and I was um, used to, I had my own home. I lost my home of 10 years. Um, and again, I'm gonna go through that whole thing, but I'm just trying to give you some backdrop of why he, my brother's, you know, said what he said. So I'm in the room and he was like, you know, um, I can help you get a job. I know the manager at Target across the street, like she real cool. You know, I know all I have to do is, you know, give her your name and give her your resume and I'm sure she'll hire you. You know, they always hiring at Target. I said, great. You know, cause I, I had no problem with working at Target. I just, I just don't want to be a burden to anyone. It was so funny. He came back over there. Now, this is after me applying for over 200 some jobs. I applied for more than 200 jobs, but I'm just telling you where I stopped counting. I just gave up. It's like that God would not let that door turn. So he came back over and he said, I said, well, what happened? He was like, she said she's not going to hire you. I was like, it's Target. What do you mean? Um, he said, he asked, she asked me, what was your experience? And I told her, well, you had uh, almost, uh, you know, all this experience at the bank for seven and a half years. And then I was an executive assistant for like 11, 11 years and, um, and some other things I did. So he was like, she said she, she's overqualified. That was nobody, but God, God was not opening that door. I don't care what, when God has you in a particular place, it's like, there's nothing nobody can do. My sister, I feel like Joe, my sister even told me, she was like, just tell him, just repent. Just tell him you're sorry because it, my situation had gotten so bad to the point where nobody would hire me. 
um, where God wanted me to be is where I was, which is I went in, uh, on a journey to California, to Chicago, to Atlanta, to live with different people and to prophesy and to pray and to also uh, build character. And, you know, he had to do a work in me, humbling me and all that kind of stuff. So because he had me on these assignments, he would not allow me to work a job because if I worked a job, I wouldn't be able to, to move around the way he wanted me to move around and pray over my family and, and give words and do all this stuff that I had to do. I'll clean toilets. I did it all, guys. So um, it was hum very humbling. So um, my sister was like, well, why don't you just, why don't you just tell, you know, tell him, um, just tell him you love him and tell him you're sorry. Because she was, it's almost like the story of Joel when his wife was like, why don't you just curse God and die? And that's what I felt like because it was nothing nobody could do. It was like he had me. He was making this prophet. Do you all hear me? He was making me. And so it was nothing that nobody could do. Nobody could help me. He had me in the place. And until I got through, that was a two-year journey for me, guys, of being homeless. A two-year journey. And until that assignment was up, that's when I was released back into the job market. That's when doors open. But even in the when the doors open, they didn't open for me. I made less than what I made before I got laid off. I started from the bottom. He started me at the lowest of low and to work my way all the way. And I'm still not where, you know, where I I'm past where I could was was, but I'm still not where he wants me, where he's taking me. Just say that. So I was just like, girl, I did everything I can do. I done cried and prayed, snotted, I done crawl. I said, it's it's nothing I can do. I said he got his hand on me, ain't nothing I can do. So it was it's funny looking back now, but it wasn't funny at the time because I was crying. So um the other thing that he brought up was um, well, I said losing your life to find it and giving up a relationships, all of my relationships gone, jobs gone, he was moving me around. I was by myself by myself. I with family, living with family, but because I was following him so closely, it, I felt like I was in the world by myself, you know, because everybody live a different type of lifestyle. So then the sec, the fourth thing he brought to my attention was being uncomfortable and sacrificing for his namesake and his purpose, that there are going to be periods when you are very uncomfortable, when things are not going like you think they should go, or, or sometimes when you think you are off track, but you're right where he wants you to be, just as I mentioned. Just know that God has you and wherever, wherever God guides you, there is provision. If, the, if the, something is off, and there's no provision. I don't care what happens. Wherever God takes you, like Joseph, no matter he was if he was in the pit or in the palace, wherever God leads you by the Spirit, there is provision. There is favor. Because I still had favor on my life. I still had that favor. Even though it wasn't where I wanted to be and what I wanted to have, I still had favor with people to get me where I needed to be and to bless me with money. So, Wherever God guides, he will provide. Don't unanswer prayers. Number five, um, thinking that your prayers are unanswered because things are not going the way you think they should go. Prayers are being answered, but it's on God's timing and it's on his watch. We can't move it. We can't run ahead of it. We can't move it. If we do, we're going to be off track and we're not going to be within his um, perfect will. Um. And then sometimes, too, um, what is your expectation from God? Sometimes you are offended by the messenger because it didn't get to, you didn't get to choose 
who God will allow to give you a word and direction. Some people are offended by the messenger because put it like this. If someone came off the street, no, someone you didn't know, you'll be more receptive to receive because you'd be like, oh, it had to be God because how would they have known that? But sometimes God will use a certain messenger, like a family member. Sometimes if you're a prophet and you call to your family, the mess they, they don't like the messenger. But how many of you know that we don't get to pick who God assigns to us? We don't get to pick that. And in fact, I think it's intentional because if there's something in your heart towards that person and you can't receive from that person, you're going to miss your blessing. And why would you miss your blessing? Because you're fostering unforgiveness and resentment. So now you can't even receive from that person. So some people are offended by the messenger because they didn't get to choose who God um, um would allow to speak into their life. So that's why people are more receptive to strangers than they are to family members because they have alts in their heart against certain people. So now you can't receive from those people. But I'm here to tell you, God is still God and you we don't get to choose who he allows to speak in our life. Whether we like the person or don't like the person, we have to put that to the side. If it's a word from God, you want that word because you will miss it. Because God intentionally does that because he's trying to highlight something to you. He's trying to get that filth out of our hearts and get that get us away from that so that we can receive from everyone because we're supposed to love and forgive all people. So he intentionally does that. So be careful that you don't fall into offense or get offended by the messenger because you don't like the way it's packaged. It doesn't work like that, guys. We are submitting unto God. We resist the devil. He has to flee so that we can get our blessing and our breakthrough and our release. So the number seven, it says, he said, healing didn't take place the way you thought it should. Um, I'm going to give you my example. My mom was uh, had open heart surgery three months before she passed away. And all of the kids took turns. We, she had five kids and all the kids took turns. Um, my dad wasn't there. He preceded her in death, um, took turns going to take care of her. That way someone would be there for the next five, five weeks with her. Right. So we all took a week. So when I got there, I was just coming from a conference in uh, Arizona um, with a, a healing ministry in Arizona. And I came back and I had the worship music playing. I was anointing her legs with oil. like, And I even um, had a man tell me, uh, a cab, the cab driver that was driving me uh, to the airport, he was like, um, your mom going to be okay. And I was like, oh, that must have been God speaking through him, saying that my mom's going to be okay or whatever. Well, don't you know, not even two to three weeks after that, my mom did pass away. So offended because you thinking I prayed, I prayed a prayer in faith, healing, miracle signs and wonders, all that. And she still passed away. So healing didn't take place the way you thought it should have took place. And you are, you became offended towards God because you prayed over and the person still died. That's huge. A lot of people are dealing with grief right now. They're dealing with loss. They're dealing with pain because they prayed and something still didn't happen the way they thought it should happen. Well, I'm here to tell you we have to repent and get back in line because only God knows why things happen the way they happen. Only God knows the heart of an individual. And sometimes people are tired of fighting. They're just tired of living. 
you know, and we don't really know the heart of an individual. Now, when things happen instantaneously, that's a whole different situation. But I'm here to tell you, I'm talking about the people that prayed. And when they pray for healing over, even over your own body, something didn't happen the way you thought it should have happened. But I'm here to tell you to hold on because God is not through with you, that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. There is a massive wave, guys, that is coming of miracle signs and wonders on a level that we have not seen. So I truly believe that it is not over until God says it's over. If you're still looking at this listening to this or looking at this video, God has something wonderful for you. Keep praying, keep believing, don't stop. The enemy wants us to stop. He wants us to be offended. He wants us, He wants to tell us, no, see, it don't work. You still got that issue. You still got that ailment. You still got that disease. You still got that sickness. But I'm here to tell you, there is a time that is coming and a time is in the near future that God is going to pour out his spirit and pour out a higher Kabod, a higher weighted presence of his glory that is going to take the world by storm, that we're going to be walking in the miracle signs and wonders that we have not seen. It's going to be on, on an on a unprecedented scale. Hear what I'm saying. Don't give up on God. God is more than able. His timing is perfect and his plan is sure. Number eight, grown, uh, growing up uh, in an abusive family. And you become offended, like, why did I grow up in this family? Why was I molested? Why was I abused? Why was I beaten? Why was all these things happening to me? Why did I have to be in this family? I'm here to tell you, God knows he has a plan for your life. And even though things don't feel good and you don't understand everything, I always say this, just because I don't know and understand everything, that doesn't mean that there isn't an answer for it. So be careful that you don't walk in offense because you grew up in an abusive family and you grew up in a place where you felt like... You, like it just wasn't fair. You know, I can hear people saying now, the Lord, this isn't fair. Why did I have to grow up like this? Why did I have to uh, suffer all this abuse? And why did I have to be in a family that rejects me or don't like me or whatever the case may be? I'm here to tell you, you have a family of God. God loves you immensely. Don't walk in that offense. Repent, get back in line and know that God will send you friends and family that sticks closer than a brother, than, than your blood family. God will send you friendships and relationships to bless your socks off. But we have to get rid of the unforgiveness. We have to get rid of the, 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 the resentment, the the offense. We have to get rid of that. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for my brother or my sister that is listening right now. We just cast down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We bind offense. We bind offense. We bind resentment. We bind unforgiveness. We loose, Lord God, love, compassion, and unity, Lord God. We come against the spirit of discord. We come against the spirit of dis disruptive. Every spirit that would try to infiltrate the hearts and the minds of the people or 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 distort their view of who you are. We break that off in the name of Jesus and we assassinate and we annihilate every spirit, Lord God, every lion spirit. We shut the silence. We silence the voices in the spirit realm right now that is not of God, that is speaking negatively in the hearts and minds of your people. We rebuke the enemy. You said, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. So I'm here today in the name of Jesus, I just plead the blood over everyone that is watching and I decree and declare a higher calling. I decree and declare that Kabah, that awaited presence, I release the fire of God to consume every spirit of sadness, every spirit of rejection, every spirit of 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 
of unbelief, of doubt, of envy, of jealousy, every spirit that would try to have us covet other people and ask, why can't we have this? And why can't we live like this? In the name of Jesus, we are blessed in the city and in the field. We are above and not beneath. We don't look at the outer appearance, but we look at the heart. And we thank you, Lord God, that you're cleansing us and you're forgiving us from all unrighteousness as we repent. We thank you, Lord. We worship you. We thank you that it is already done and that that fire has consumed every evil spirit at work. We release the angels of the Lord right now to blow the enemy like chaff in the wind and to chase them down and to make their way dark and slippery. And we bind them in chains and cast them back into the pits of hell from whence they come. From off of the minds of the people of God in the name of Jesus, we decree and we declare it is so. It is established. We release joy. We release peace. We release forgiveness. We release love and compassion. And we thank you, Lord God, that we are in expecting of a higher calling of your deliverance, of your healing, of miracle signs and wonders that will break us through to our next dimension in you. Have a blessed day, guys, and I hope this message blessed you. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe to my channel. And I love you with the love of Christ. Until then, I'll see you in the next video.